بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاه اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا رب العالمين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته what makes you special? We live in an age, subhanAllah, we live in an age in which we are told that what makes us special is being recognized. We live in an age in which we are told that what makes us special is our popularity. What makes us special is the amount of attention we get. What makes us special is the amount of acceptance we have amongst people. We live in an age where we can measure our, we can measure our success in this life according to the number of people that like us, the number of people that follow us, the number of people that look up to us. And this view of what success is, this view of what makes us special is constantly being reinforced in our current modern-day culture. Whether it be TV or movies, media, whether it be social media, an aspect of our lives that has become part of who we are now. Every time we log on to our phone, every time we open up our phone, the idea that the more people that like us the better we are, the more special we are, this idea keeps getting more and more reinforced. So what happens in this world? In this world where not everyone can achieve that. Not everyone can have that huge following. Not everyone can have that huge recognition. Not everyone can have that immediate validation from their peers and from the people around them. Well, what happens is, that we have a whole generation of people, a whole generation of Muslims and, and actually a whole generation of, of human beings that log on to their social media and every time they compare themselves to others, they compare themselves to society's idea or society's view of success, they in turn feel like they just don't match up. They feel like they're not successful. And subhanAllah for us, as believers, we have to change the paradigm. We have to go back to the definition of success given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created us. And Allah created us to be different from one another. Yes, our origin is the same. Yes, we are all human beings and we share that humanity. We are all created from a male and a female. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhannas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin wa untha. O people, we have created you from a male and a female. Meaning in our humanity, we are equal. In our humanity, we are the same. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of how we are actually different. وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا 
and we have made you into peoples and tribes so that you may know one another so that you may recognize your differences so that your differences can be used to help one another so that we can make up for each other's shortcomings so that we can use our strengths to help other people and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us our most important principle when it comes to our value, when it comes to our worth, when it comes to our definition of success as believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna akramakum atqakum. That most certainly, definitely, the most noble amongst you are those who have the most taqwa. Those who have the most piety, those who have the most God consciousness, those who are there, who are the strongest in their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are strong in their spirituality, indeed that is where our nobility comes from. It doesn't matter whether we have 10 followers or 10,000 followers or 10 million followers, because as a believer, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is our measure of success. That is the measure of what makes us special. This is true now, my brothers and sisters. This was true yesterday and this was true in the very beginning of time. This was true in the very beginning of the creation of human beings. This was true with Adam alayhi salam. This was true with Nuh alayhi salam. This was true with Ibrahim alayhi salam. This was true with Musa alayhi salam. This was true with Isa alayhi salam. And this was true with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to bring us back to that very idea. This very idea that changed the world. Back in a time where people looked at their lineage. They looked at their tribe and who their father is and who their father's father is. And that is how they judged their nobility. In a time like this, the Prophet ﷺ brought the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ The most noble amongst you. And to the people at that time, nobility was everything. Their lineage was everything. Their tribe was everything. Tribalism was rampant. And to these people, the Prophet ﷺ brought the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that our nobility, our honor, our rank, our maqam, our place comes from our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something that no one can take away from us. People can strip away whatever they want from us. They can take away our wealth. They can take away our resources. We can be born and living in a war-torn area. But no one can take away our taqwa. No one can take away our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why we say today, Muslims in China 
who are being tortured and rounded up and put in concentration camps, that these Muslims are honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they are striving and struggling to hold on to their faith. Why are they being persecuted? For one reason, for their Islam. The Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar, why is there a genocide taking place there? Why are they being eliminated for one reason? Because of their faith. Why are Muslims in India being persecuted for their faith? And we would think, subhanAllah, that if someone is persecuted for a certain thing, that they would leave that. They would put it aside. But what we find now, and time and time again, and throughout the history of human beings, that people who hold on to their spirituality, people who hold on to their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that nothing can overcome them. And that is why we have to change the paradigm of success, what we consider to be success. You know, subhanAllah, we live in an age, we live in a time of slogans. We live in a time of catchphrases. People are told, follow your dreams. As young people are growing up, they hear these inspirational speeches. Sometimes when you graduate high school, at your high school graduation, sometimes during your college graduation, they invite a speaker and the speaker, the keynote speaker comes and he says something like, follow your dreams. He says something like, and you may have heard this before, if you do something that you love, if you work in a field that you love, if you have a job that you love, then you're never going to work a day in your life. And I know we've all heard this, especially young people. We're told, find something that you enjoy. Find something that you have personal, you, you have personal enjoyment in. But the reality is, my brothers and sisters, how many people have the luxury to do exactly what brings them enjoyment? How many people can look at their life, look at their career, and say, you know what, I go to work and I have a great time. I'm just loving it the whole time. Is that a reality for the vast majority of people? The answer is no. What about the brother? What about the brother who toils away day after day, working, striving hard at a job that is not fun, a job that is not great, a job that they may not enjoy, a, a job that doesn't have recognition, a job that won't make them famous online, a job that won't be recognized by people out there. What about the brother? who's driving Uber every day to provide for his family, working day in and day out. Is this person not special? Is this person not a person of value? Is this a person not a person who has worth? The reality is if we strip away what society tells us today, if we strip away the norms of our culture and our environment of today, we would find that if we go back to our fitrah, 
We go back to our natural inclination, what we naturally know to be good and true and correct. What naturally brings us satisfaction, that brother or that sister who works tirelessly for her family or for his family will find that indeed that is worth more than any type of recognition that they can get from hundreds and thousands and millions of people. I ask you, my brother or my sister, who is a parent, when you look at your child, and your child is two or three or four years old, and they look at you when you come home with eyes full of love and adoration, and they, you can see the love pouring out of your little child, what is that worth? Can anyone tell you, oh parent, oh mother, oh father, can anyone tell you that a million followers is worth more than the adoration of your child? I don't know about you, but as a parent myself, I can tell you that nothing, nothing, no amount of validation or recognition or praise is equal to two minutes of my four-year-old looking up to me and knowing that I'm there to help and support him, knowing that I'm his everything. This is the value that you have. This is the value that is not given to you. This is the value, not that you have to seek from other people. This is the value of who you are as a human being. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ taught us this very issue. Because if we look at the lives of the companions, what we don't find is celebrities. We don't find companions who would seek out leadership. Companions who would want to make their name known. What we find is companions working tirelessly and quietly, but working for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have companions who no one knew anything about what they're doing, except the Prophet we have an incident where the Prophet ﷺ is wearing a, a cloak, a garment, which is very beautiful, gifted to the Prophet ﷺ from another land. And some of the companions, they see this beautiful garment and they say, O oh, Messenger of Allah, we have never seen something as beautiful as this. And the Prophet ﷺ says, if you think this is beautiful, then this is nothing compared to the handkerchief of Sa'id ibn Mu'ad radiallahu ta'ala an in Jannah. Because the Prophet knew the value of this companion. The Prophet knew of this companion's worth because of their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what we find is now that today, you know, when we read the stories of the companions, we find that they were all known for different things. Things that we may not, in this day and age, we may not think much of. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala who divorced himself from the world, who took a break, took a break from wealth, and just dedicated his life to being with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to live with the Prophet to be with the Prophet to learn from the Prophet And who would look at Abu Huraira and say he is achieve something great at that time. But today, when we go back to the books of Hadith, 
over and over and over again, we read the name Abu Huraira. Narrated by Abu Huraira, narrated by Abu Huraira, narrated by Abu Huraira, radiallahu ta'ala anhu wa ardah. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow the reward to be lost of those who work towards goodness. Those who have ihsan in what they are doing. Because our measure of success is the ihsan, it is not recognition. Our measure of success is, are we doing the best that we can do with the circumstances that we, that we have been given. The reality is when we compare ourselves to the whole world, when we get on to social media and compare ourselves to others or compare each other to others, we're not taking into account circumstances. We're not taking into account people's unique abilities or their unique challenges. This is why we turn to Allah. Because Allah knows what unique challenges you had, O Muslim. Allah knows what problems you had, what difficulties you went through. And Allah will never ever leave you without being validated. Either in this life or the afterlife. And wallahi, a celebrity on the day of judgment is going to be a real celebrity. A celebrity in this life may have a million followers or two million followers or five million followers. Imagine coming on the day of judgment when all of mankind is raised up, all of mankind is looking up and then you are brought as a person of ihsan, a person who did their best in the circumstances that they are given, a person who is now being told that this is a person of paradise, enter it with peace. This is a celebrity. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us celebrities on the day of judgment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward those who are working behind the scenes. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward those whose name we have never heard. Those who quietly work away, those who go unrecognized by people, the backbone of our ummah, my brothers and sisters, are not the celebrities. Yes, alhamdulillah, they have good to offer, and I'm not here to badmouth celebrities, and I get the irony of that standing on stage. But my point is that we value the people whose names we haven't heard. We value that single mother who is working two jobs to provide for her children. We, va we value that brother who leaves his house early in the morning and comes back late at night working whatever jobs he can to put food on the table for his children. All in the while trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all in the while hoping for reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma ameen. هذا والله تعالى أعلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته